Welcome to Morning Soap. At Fusion Church, our desire is to see everyone attend church and hear from God daily through His Word. The Bible reveals God's responses to various situations, and through daily devotions, we can reshape our thought patterns, transform our minds, and become more Christ-like. Join us here every Monday through Friday as different pastors and leaders from Fusion Church provide insightful devotions and teachings based on the day's scripture. For the current SOAP reading plan, visit fusionchurch.cc soap and join us as we deepen our understanding and relationship with God. All right. Good morning. Good morning. Fusion Church, 6 a.m. SOAP. Can you hear me all right? All right. Thumbs up. All right. Listen. Um, so I know our our soap card shows Luke 15 for today. But um, when I was looking at Luke 15, I realized we've already done Luke 15. There was a typo on our on our soap card. So um, Pastor Jason is going to throw an audible. And this morning we're going to go to Habakkuk 3. Habakkuk 3. So give you some time to, to pull it up. You know what I'm saying? Go through the Bible, find Habakkuk is in the Old Testament. Um, because uh, I've really I, I feel like, you know what? Uh, and I, I'm actually the one who did Luke 15, so y'all don't want to repeat. I mean, I could just go back to the YouTube from a few weeks ago and just play it over again, but I don't want to do that to you guys. I don't want to bore you. So we're gonna jump into Habakkuk three. Um, and we're still talking about the joy of the Lord and following this theme um, through December theme of, of joy. So um, Habakkuk 3, I hope you guys had a an amazing Christmas. Um, hopefully some of you guys have some time off and um, just enjoying your family, your friends. Um, but uh, I'm going to pray and then we're going to get right into it. Father, we thank you, Lord. We thank you for this opportunity, Father, that uh, that we can we can open up your word, Lord, and just just learn more from you, Father. I pray we don't ever take this for granted, Father. We recognize that there are people all around the world who who don't have the privilege of reading your word, Lord. So, Father, I thank you for this, Father. I pray that you would be with us during this time, and um, just speak to us, Father. Reveal things to us. Open up our minds. Open up our hearts to you and what you have for us, Father. We praise you, and we love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. All right, <clears throat> Habakkuk 3, and I am reading from the New King James Version. A prayer of Habakkuk, the prophet of Shigemoth. O Lord, I have heard your speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years, make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. God came from Taman, the Holy One from Mount Paran. His glory covered the heavens, and the earth was full of his praise. His brightness was like the light. He had rays flashing from his hand, and there his power was hidden. Before him went pestilence, and fever followed at his feet. He stood and measured the earth. He looked and startled the nations, and the everlasting mountains were scattered. The perpetual hills bowed. His ways are everlasting. I saw the tents of cushion and affliction. The curtains of the land of Midian trembled. O Lord, were you displeased with the rivers? Was your anger against the rivers? Was your wrath against the sea that you rode on your horses, your chariots of salvation? Your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. You divided the earth with rivers. The mountains saw you and trembled. The overflowing of water passed by. The deep uttered its voice and lifted its hands on high. The sun and moon stood still in their habitation. At the light of your arrows they went at the shining of your glittering spear. 
You marched through the land in indignation. You trampled the nations in anger. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed. You struck the head of the house of the wicked by laying bare from foundation to neck. Verse 14, you thrust through with his own arrows, the head of his, his villages. They came out like a whirlwind to scatter me. The rejoicing was like feasting on the poor in secret. You walked through the sea with your horses, through the heap of great waters. When I heard my body trembled, my lips quivered at the voice. Rottenness entered my bones, and I trembled in myself, that I might rest in the day of trouble. When he comes up to the people, he will invade them with his troops. Verse 17, though the fig tree may not blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines, though the labor of the olive may fail, and the field yield no food, though the flock may be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will joy in the God of my salvation. The Lord God is my strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet, and he will make me walk on my high hills to the chief musician with my stringed instruments. Amen. And amen. All right, Habakkuk 3. So. Habakkuk is um, one of those books of the Bible that we don't really read too much, right? I mean, most of you guys, you know, probably you know saw uh, Habakkuk and you can't even pronounce it, right? You can't even try, someone someone spell Habakkuk in the, in the chat for me, right? You know, it's it's a very it's a it's a it's a book of the Bible that we don't really cover, and 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 the the, the central theme of Habakkuk it revolves around. Um, him questioning God about the apparent injustice and the violence that he saw in the world, right? And and, and he had he has a, a dialogue with God throughout the book, and he, Habakkuk seeks understanding and ultimately expresses trust in God's sovereignty. And the book it, it concludes with with powerful affirmations of faith and emphasizes emphasizing reliance on God. In, in in very difficult times that they were finding themselves themselves in at this point, the prophet Habakkuk, you know, he he saw, you know, he foresaw how the Babylonians were going to be coming, you know, and conquering Israel. So he was seeing all this 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 evil happening in the world. Um, Benjamin Franklin, you know, you know, we know one of our, one of the fathers of this nation. Um, Benjamin Franklin was not a Christian. And and though though he had a very a great respect for um um the the the, the Bible and 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 he 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 just respected you know what the Bible had to say even though he was not a Christian and um one time he was in Paris and uh, he heard this a group of you know well learned you know well to do guys um, mocking the Bible and. Um, and they were mocking Benjamin Franklin for his admiration of the Bible. And one evening he came to them and he said that he had a manuscript containing a poem and that and that uh, he was uh, impressed by the poem and wanted to read it to them. So he read Habakkuk 3, verses 17 through 19. And, and he didn't tell them where it came from yet, but he just read this portion of the scripture and the listeners, they 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 heard it and they listened with with praise and admiration. You know, they they even they even said, you know, what a, what a magnificent poem this was. And they wanted to know where they could get more copies of it. And Benjamin Franklin told them, "You can open the Bible to the Book of Habakkuk. 
You can open the Bible, you know, that book that you were mocking, you know, and you're talking junk about. This is where this is where that poem came. And he shut up the people who were talking bad about the word of God. This just shows some of the power that we have in the word of God and how influential it can really be. So verse one in Habakkuk three <clears throat> starts off a prayer of Habakkuk the prophet. The first two chapters of, of Habakkuk presented the prophet's questions and an and, and answer time with God. He was having a dialogue with God. And now that God had answered Habakkuk, the prophet brought a prayer to close out this book. Verse 2, he says, O Lord, revive your work in the midst of the, of the years. Habakkuk simply prayed for revival. He knew how God once worked and how his, his people once responded to him, and Habakkuk wanted to see that again. How much do we agree with this? How much do we do, do we do we see ourselves in the same thing? Like we've seen God work in our lives. We've seen the miracle signs and wonders. We've seen restoration. We've seen reconciliation. We've seen the power of God in our own lives. And, and we often say the same thing, like, go, Lord, do it again. Bring revival again. And the, the, the prayer of Habakkuk <clears throat> shows us that revival is, is a work of, but not an achievement of man. Now, we can work for revival, but it, you know, it's not something that we can achieve. There's, there's something that we can and must do for revival, and that's simply to cry out to God and plead for him to bring revival, plead for his reviving work in our lives. Plead for his reviving work in our church, in our families, in our friends, in our workplace. Notice he said, revive your work. You know, often our prayer is revive my work. Revive my work. But we must have a heart and a mind for God's work. What is God doing? You know, far bigger than than the, the part that we play in it. God, what are you doing? Re revive your work. You bring revival to the land. You bring revival to my family. You bring revival to my city, to my church. You do it. At the same time, this also must be a personal prayer of each and every one of us. Lord, revive me. Lord, bring me back to life. Lord, reveal those things in me that are dead. What are those dreams that you've given me that I've, I've thrown away? What are those inspirations that I have? Lord, revive in me the desire to serve your kingdom, to serve your church, to serve your people. Lord, revive your work in me, my desire to, to witness to my family and my friends. Lord, revive, because oftentimes don't we get beat down by the world? Even us, Christ followers. You know, we love the Lord. We love God. We love what he's doing. But the world, the people around us, they do a pretty good job of beating us down sometimes, right? I guess I'm the only one. Okay. So the world sometimes beats me down a little bit too much, right? And I got to say, Lord, revive your work in me. Lord, bring revival in my own life. Lord, what have I forgotten? What have I, bring it back to memory that the things that, that you want for me. See, we're too often, we blame the church, 
right? We blame the church for sin. We blame the church for corruption, for laziness, for, for prayerlessness, for, for lack of spiritual power. We blame the church for whatever it is, right? Whatever it is. And listen, I have heard, I have heard some stuff. I have heard some people come to me and give me this reason, that reason, the other reason of why they have to leave the church because the church didn't do X, Y, and Z. The church isn't this. The church isn't that. Listen, I have heard it. I'm about to, ooh, I have heard people tell me, look me in my face and tell me, right, I'm leaving the church because, right, uh, the, the you guys don't preach the gospel enough. When, when Pastor Brendan, Pastor Danielle, or whoever it is that is um, preaching on a Sunday, they don't preach the gospel enough. I don't know what sermons they're they listening to, but I'm pretty sure there's quite a few verses from the Bible, quite a few, come on, that, they, that they're preaching from, right? I have heard the Holy Spirit is not alive at the church. You know, the Holy Spirit is not active, but you know what? I look to, I look around, you know, and I say, I say, self, myself says, huh? And I say, if the Holy Spirit is not active, then how is it that Cumberland County has a miracle of a building that we're getting ready to move into here in the beginning of the new year, right? Because let me tell you something, guys, that is a miracle from God. There is nothing that myself, the team at Cumberland County, Pastor Brandon, Pastor Danielle, our elders did through our own power to make this happen. Because let me tell you the story. So everyone heard the the, the message this weekend, the the, the reveal of this miracle of a building for Cumberland County. All right. Let me listen. Um, The 27 of us who were on this this 6 a.m. soap, let me let me bring you in a little bit, bit closer to some of the details of this. Right. Because we were not looking for this. Yes, we've been praying for it. We've been anticipating. We've been waiting on God. Right. And out of the blue, a phone conversation happens, a simple phone call from this pastor out there called right and one of the one of our ladies who who um at our egg harbor township location who 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 kind of mans the front desk and answers phone calls came with with uh came with a note right and she says actually i got it right here the note from that day and said hey um i'm looking for pastor brendan is pastor brendan around and we're like, I don't know, Pastor Brennan is doing what Pastor Brennan does, you know? Like, listen, I'm not his keeper. I don't know where he's at. Okay, well, I got a, a message from a pastor. Um, he's retiring, uh, wants to know if we want a building. It's in Vineland. And I was like, as a matter of fact, I'll go ahead and take that note and I'll make that phone call. And through that day, myself and Pastor Tony from Christ Community Church have been in communication and Pastor Brennan and the elders. And so this is a miracle, guys. A miracle, right? And 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 the Lord has just been downloading in us, you know, the, the, the what He wants to do in this region, what He wants to do in Cumberland County. That's a miracle. So I've had to say, God, revive in me. 
Revive in me, the pastor of this location of Fusion Church, right? Revive in me the dreams and visions you've given me. Each and every one of us has to say the same thing. We all have to say the same prayer. Lord, what is that vision? What is that thing that you put into me? Lord, I'm sorry I've allowed the circumstances around me to kind of detract me, get me distracted, cause me to lose focus. But Lord, what is it? Come on, revive it in me. And look what God God can do. You know, again, we look to the church and we say, church, how come this? How come that? You're not this. But we forget that we are the church. So when people are coming at, you know, coming and saying that the church has lost this, the church has lost this, there's no prayer, there's no spiritual order, there's no, there, there, there's sin, there's corruption in the church. Hey, homeboy, you're the church. So what is, do you have in your life? What is it that is really causing you to be distraction, this distracted? We need to pray for personal revival and diligently uh, search ourselves. Because let me tell you something, revival begins within us. We can pray for revival. We can want revival. You know, we can we can do all these things, revival, revival, revival. It's a great word. It's a beautiful word. But if revival is not happening in us, all we're doing is talking. We're wasting our breath. We need to pray for personal revival. We need to, to check our conduct. Does, does your walk glorify the Lord? as it should. How about your private conduct? Does that glorify God? We need to check our conversations. You know, is your speech, is it profane? Is it is it impure? We need to check our, our, our communion, our community. Are we, are we living? Are we growing? Are we living in, a, in a, an abundant life in Jesus? See, Habakkuk, he longed for God to do a work that was evident to everyone as a work of God. And he prayed that revival would be known at a, de a definite time and place. He wanted the work of God to be known, not just as an idea in someone's head, right? We had the work that this, this news and we've been working for, for the past couple of months, you know, just to foster this relationship with this new church, right? And but we wanted, we wanted the news. We wanted the, the all of you, my brothers and sisters, everyone in the church to know this news and at the right time and place. So it wasn't just exciting for us. Because let me tell you, you know, I've been, woo, I've been chomping at the bit to be telling people, you know, and I see some of my, my brothers and sisters here. We were at Freedom Conference and I saw my EHC brothers and sisters and, 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 and you know how hard it was, Nicole, you know how hard it was when it's like, hey, how's it going in Cumberland County? And I'm like, it's good. <laughs> it's good. It's good. It's good. Great. You know? Hey, Pastor Brendan, what are we going to talk about it? And Pastor Brendan has to, listen, Pastor Brendan has to rein me in. You know, I don't know if y'all know this. Pastor Jason, he can be a little, little bit of a hothead. You know, so he's like, oh, slow it down. Slow it down. Right? And that's right. We got that beach volleyball court. We all need some help restoring. Come on, girl. Um, uh, but, you know, the revival needs to happen at God's time, in God's place. Habakkuk, he prayed knowing that, that they didn't deserve revival. We don't deserve revival. 
We're sinners. We still mess up. We constantly mess up. And Habakkuk knew this. Even then, even then, Habakkuk knew that they did not deserve revival, so he prayed for mercy. The idea is, Lord, I know that we deserve your wrath. But in the midst of your wrath, remember mercy and send revival anyway, please, God. Charles Spurgeon, he wrote, Oh God, have mercy upon thy poor church and visit her and revive her. She has but a little strength. She has desired to keep thy word. Oh, unleash her, restore her to to thy power and give her yet to be great in this land. We don't deserve revival. We don't deserve God's mercy, but God still wants to give it. And he still gives it freely. Verse three says, his glory covered the heavens and the earth was full of his praise. As Habakkuk prayed for revival, he began to praise God, praise the God who brings revival, right? He pray, praising God as if revival is already happening. And sometimes we got to pray like that. We got to pray in anticipation of what God is going to do. We got to praise God and pray to God in anticipation of the revival that's going to come. We prayed for a building. We prayed for a building. We prayed for a building for the past two and a half years, brothers and sisters. Even before we launched Cumberland County, we planned Cumberland County for what, Doug, about 10 months prior to a launch? You know, you know, so so figure three years now, you know, for three three years ago. We began the planning for Cumberland County. And since that day, we've been praying. And here we are. God's moving. But we had to pray in anticipation of what was going to happen. Verse 13, um, moving, moving along a little bit. You went forth for the salvation of your people, for salvation with your anointed. As Habakkuk remembered how God had saved in the past, it made him full of faith for what God could do in the present and what God would do in the future. He also declared that salvation is with your anointed. And the Lord's anointed is another than the Messiah, Jesus Christ, even the prophet Habakkuk, hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years prior to Jesus, knew that salvation was going to come through the Messiah. How The thing about that, you know, Pastor Brennan spoke about the prophet Micah, who prophesied 500 some odd years prior to the Messiah. Here's another prophet talking about the anointed one, the Messiah. Verse 16, when I heard my body trembled, Habakkuk, he, he shows the, the proper response of a man under the, the, the sovereign power of God. He recognized his own weakness and, and his low standing before this God, before this God of majesty. Before this God of all power, the prophet, he says, he, uh, he will invade them with his troops. This is a, 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 a visual because a prophet, he, he knew that the Babylonians were coming. So the idea of the Babylonians coming and invading with the, with the troops, he was seeing God doing the same thing. You know, that God in a sovereign power and majesty would direct his work. Verse 17 says, though the fig tree may blossom, nor fruit beyond the vines. Verse 18, yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will sing. Um, I will I will joy in the Lord God of my salvation. It, it was almost, almost a vision. 
Habakkuk saw um, the country of Judah, the Judean countryside, desolate. Perhaps it was from the, the invading Babylonian army, and maybe it was from, from a, a natural calamity, natural disaster, you know, famine, whatever the case may be. But in the midst of almost this complete loss, Habakkuk could, could still rejoice in the Lord. Rejoice in the Lord. Sometimes we think if, if God is so great and powerful, why am I going through this hard time? Why am I going through this trial and tribulation? If he's so powerful, why am I going through this? Habakkuk knew that this was the wrong question. It was the wrong question and it was the wrong attitude for him to have. Instead, he said, I know you are strong and mighty, God. And if we are in desolate circumstances, it's because we deserve it. And I will praise you still. I will rejoice in you. And this is hard. It's hard to praise God when you're in the middle of it. It's hard to worship when the world around you seems just, just to, you know, be going to hell in a handbasket, right? It's hard. But still we can rejoice. We still have reason to rejoice. No matter where you find yourself at, brothers and sisters, no matter what is before you, you still have reason to rejoice. With, with, with desolate circumstances that, as he, as he just described, Habakkuk could find no joy in the fig tree or in the vine or in the, in the fields or in the flocks. Yet God was unchanged. And Habakkuk could still rejoice in the Lord because he is unchanging, even though everything around him was changing. Everything around him was going bad, right? He was seeing these visions of, of a desolate place. That was changing. That was getting, that, that was going, going crazy. But God was never changing. God is still the same. Yesterday, today, and forever, we serve the same God. He is never changing. And that is something that we can hold on to. Habakkuk didn't just practice positive thinking and, and, and shut out the idea of, of a, a barren fig trees and empty cattle stalls. No. Listen, positive thinking, that's nonsense, all right? Okay, you know, knock out that positive thinking thing and start focusing on uh, uh, meditating on God. That's what we need to be doing, you know? So instead of doing something like that and just, you know, just having a good attitude, no, he, he saw the problems for what they were and remember that God was greater than them all. God is greater than all the promise, uh, all the problems, all the circumstances. God is greater than that. Verse 19 says, the Lord God is my strength. Habakkuk could only properly declare this after he prayed the prayer of faith in the previous verses. And he rightly declared that his strength was not in fig trees or vines or fields or flocks, but only in the Lord God. That's the only place he could find his strength. And we might say that what we praise is our strength. If by the words, life, heart of a person, you know, lives to praise their own achievements or resources, and that's their strength. If by words, your life, your heart, your or one, one praises a person or an idea, that is their strength. We demonstrate that the Lord God is our strength when we praise him. So what are you praising? What are you putting your focus on? What are you giving your attention to? It needs to be on God. 
Our focus needs to be on God. We need to, 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 to give attention to our God. We need to praise God because that is where we find our strength. He will make my feet like deer's feet. Habakkuk thought of the, of the deer running over the hills and never losing a step, never falling. You know, more than that, it seemed like the deer would dance. They leapt across the hills. They're full of life and joy that we can have, we can be like the deer. Habakkuk saw himself like that and we can see ourselves like that as well. No matter what's going around, what's, what's happening around us, we can still have joy. We can still dance. We can still glorify the Lord. Come on, brothers and sisters, as we're beginning to, we're closing out 2023. 2023 has been a difficult year for a lot of us. A difficult year for a lot of us. But 2023 is over. It's done. We only got a few days left. Praise the Lord. So now as we go into 2024, how are you going to start this year? How are you going to begin this year? For some of us, maybe we need to have just a, a complete focus change, a complete mind change, a complete outlook change. Because we're always going to have trials and tribulations, right? The word, I don't know about y'all Bible, but my Bible doesn't say that once we accept Christ, then everything is just sunshine and roses. I mean... Listen, if y'all got a different Bible than me, y'all need to put me on on that because I need some of that sunshine and roses. But the word does say that he is faithful, that he is present. He's a comforter. He will never leave us. He will never forsake us. That's what my word says. So we always have reason to rejoice. Habakkuk, the prophet, was seeing the desolation around them. He saw, he was seeing how the Babylonians were coming and they were going to conquer Israel and what that was going to mean for the people. Yet he still rejoiced. He still had reason to praise God. Every single one of us has reason to praise God. Every single one of us, I don't care what you're going through. We all have a reason to worship our Savior. We all have a reason to get down on our knees and just give complete submission to him and thank him. Thank him. You woke up this morning. You have breath in your lungs. That's enough reason to praise. And if you have, and if you're still having problems, then you need to reach out to somebody. You need to have your little, your, your close circle of, of God fearing friends. All right. Not them hood rats you go to work with, but really good Christ-centered friends to kind of get, get you straight. And I'm telling you, 2024, we're going to see some amazing things happen. 2024, because let me, let me, let me, I'm about to close, you know, I see some of y'all look at your clocks. 2023, we all went through some stuff, right? But if we take a second to really think and pray about it, we also saw some amazing things happen. We saw some amazing things happen. We saw restorations. We saw healings, healings. We saw miracles. We saw people come back to the church. Come on. That's a reason to praise God. 
That's a reason to worship. So my brothers and sisters, as we close out 2023, take some time. Please do me a favor. Pastor Jason's asking you a favor, all right? Take some time before the end of the new year just to ponder, just to reflect, just to meditate on God. Pray that he begins that revival within you. Because if we want to see revival happen in South Jersey, if we want to see revival happen in, in Atlantic County, in Cumberland County, in Gloucester County, in Cape May County, and all the other Ocean County, and all the counties, it begins here. It begins in us. We are the hands and feet of Jesus. Right? And he will move. He will do. But he likes to use us. He likes for us to be a part of it. And if you want to be where God is going, if you want to be on this ride, come on, pray for personal revival and be expectant that's going to happen and be expectant for the amazing things that are going to happen within our church, the things that are going to happen in your lives, in your family's life, in your friends, those people that you've been praying for, for years and years may just walk through the doors of their church one day. Those people you've been praying for for years and years, you might get that, that random phone call or text. Like, hey, I'm thinking about coming to church. What time are your services? I've had those. Hey, what time are your services tomorrow? And that's it. And then who walks through the doors of the church? Come on. And lives are being changed. So I'm going to end here, guys. I love you. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word, Lord God. Thank you for this obscure prophet Habakkuk. That normally when we're reading the Bible, we just kind of skim over these three chapters of the Bible, Lord. But thank you that, that despite what he saw going around him, despite the desolation, the destruction, the impending doom of, a, of an invading army, he still took time to praise you. He still took time to worship you. He still took time to, 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 to Remind you as if you need to be reminding that you once saved your people, Lord God, and would you do it again? You once brought revival, but Lord, would you bring it again? So, Father, that's our prayer. That's our prayer, Father Lord. You brought revival before, please, Father, bring it again. You've healed before, heal again. You've restored before, restore again. Father, thank you. We thank you in advance for the work that you're going to do. And we are expectant, Father. We are expecting that as we go into 2024, that you are going to blow us away with what you do. Father, we praise you. We love you. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and amen. All right, brothers and sisters, I love y'all. I ain't going to be corny like some people be like, hey, I'll see you next year, but I'll see you next week. All right. God bless. <laughs>